The foreign ministry says that work is underway to change the name of Taiwan's representative office in the U.S. The Taipei Economic and Cultural Representative Office, like most of Taiwan's offices overseas, does not carry the word Taiwan in its name. Last week, 78 U.S. representatives sent a letter to Secretary of State Mike Pompeo endorsing a new name for the Taiwan office. The letter suggested that the name of the office be changed to Taiwan Representative Office. A Taiwan Foreign Ministry official was asked to comment on the letter on Monday. He said that efforts were underway to rename the office and that renaming Taiwan offices has always been on the government agenda. KMT lawmakers have announced a 48-hour protest against the government's decision to lift Taiwan's ban on U.S. pork imports containing ractopamine. The protests came as the legislature is scheduled to hold a largely symbolic vote on Thursday, which will review nine executive orders concerning the government policy. The KMT plans to spearhead two days of street demonstrations and hold a live stream event on Thursday as voting gets underway. Straight after being released from the hospital, former KMT lawmaker Shen Zhihui was back at the legislative yuan to resume her hunger strike. Her tent now has a bouquet of flowers sent by former Kaohsiung Mayor Han Guoyu. On Thursday, the legislative yuan will be voting on nine executive orders to lift a ban on certain U.S. imports, including on pork containing ractopamine. Only four days to go, I hereby called all people in Taiwan. If you oppose racto pork, put up placards and hold up signs. Let us express our anger in opposing voices in a peaceful manner. Phone your district lawmakers and urge them to vote against racto pork. Opposition roiled within the legislative yuan, too. The KMT and a civic group staged a pantomime show decrying racto pork and its health effects. The KMT says it will launch a 48-hour protest before the vote. It also said that votes should not be allowed to be anonymous. One by one, we need to see each person who votes in favor of racto pork and each person who votes against. There will be a big screen outside where the public can watch the vote. On the one hand, that would put pressure on lawmakers voting inside. On the other, it would once again emphasize that the KMT shouldn't be the only one concerned about food safety. It's pointless for the KMT to politicize the issue like this. Opening up to U.S. pork imports is something Taiwan must do to do trade with the world. It's for trade considerations. We're moving to take down this obstacle to trade. With the KMT's campaign underway, the central government is taking action, too. On Monday, the executive yuan held a luncheon with DPP lawmakers to chart a battle plan. As the clock ticks down to the vote, the ruling and opposition parties alike are gearing up for a fight. The Japanese manufacturer of the Taijong MRT gave a public apology on Monday for a malfunction that's postponed the system's launch. Officials from Kawasaki Heavy Industries offered a deep bow during a teleconference with the Taipei City Department of Rapid Transit Systems, which is responsible for developing the system. Through an interpreter, a company representative said the fault was due to the improper installation of anchoring elements. This malfunction happened because the anchor elements were installed improperly. In the end, that made the coupling give in to stress and fracture. The Taichung city government has not yet given us a figure for its operational losses. We will work at the pace of the Taichung city government. 
According to previous reports, the element that broke down was sourced from a U.S. vendor mismade in China. Kawasaki Heavy Industries confirmed Monday that China is part of the U.S. vendor's supply chain. But it emphasized that repairs will be conducted using parts made in France. The repairs are scheduled to be complete by February 9th. The Industrial Technology Research Institute has been named a CES 2021 Innovation Award honoree for its baby monitoring device. It's a small wearable that can be attached to the baby's blanket for continuous heartbeat and respiratory monitoring. This award-winning technology, along with other eatery innovations, will be on show at the virtual CES in January. It's a small device placed on the swaddling of a baby. Without touching the skin, it conducts continuous heartbeat and respiration monitoring. Data is sent to the phones of parents and carers so that they can keep an eye on the little ones at all times. This technology developed by eTree was named as CES 2021 Innovation Awards honoree, chosen among submissions the world over. This year, eTree was the only R&D institute in Taiwan to win the distinction. Parents like us worry about sudden infant death syndrome. When the baby is sleeping, we're afraid he might have heart or respiratory abnormalities. This sensing technology was developed with support from a special program under the Economics Ministry's Department of Industrial Technology. It uses microchip technology that can take measurements without direct contact, without any contact with human skin. Contact-free technology has seen rapid growth this year due to the pandemic. So have devices that can be used for home care. Over the course of half a year, eTree's R&D team tested the device on about a dozen first-time parents. Physiological data from babies was collected more than 100 times to fine-tune the no-contact microsensing system. It has a market of about 50 billion NT. It can be used on infants as well as seniors or bedridden people. Before, ultrasounds were huge machines. You could only perform ultrasound scans at hospitals. But now there's this handheld ultrasound that doctors can carry around when they're outside. Another device uses electronic stimulation signals to monitor biometric vitals in rehabilitation. That could be extremely useful for athletes. At its virtual exhibition booth in the 2021 CES, eTree will showcase its R&D in areas like artificial intelligence, robotics and e-health, helping Taiwan's innovations be seen by the world. Taiwan plans to toughen up quarantine rules for airline crew after a pilot was diagnosed with COVID only after completing his three-day quarantine. The pilot, a New Zealand national in his 60s, is a part of a cluster infection that occurred in a flight cabin. He was diagnosed two days after leaving quarantine. We now turn to officials weighing in on his case. The details of his time outside of quarantine are still not clear. After leaving quarantine, he should have conducted self-health management, but it looks like this implementation was not very thorough. We will look into the situation and strengthen oversight. With regard to these recent cases and to the pandemic's developments overseas, I have asked the Department of Aviation and Navigation and the Civil Aeronautics Administration to conduct a review together and to propose amendments that might be needed. Eva Air, the pilot's employer, has stated that its pilots are required to keep a mask on throughout each flight. China Airlines has stressed that it's in compliance with all CAA regulations on personal protective equipment and quarantine protocols. Monday is the winter solstice, the shortest, darkest day of the year.
on Taiwanese tradition is on this day to indulge in a bowl of glutinous rice balls in a sweet soup. Early mon Monday morning, a 70-year-old dessert shop in Taipei was hit with a deluge of customers, all looking for a sweet way to end what's been an extraordinary year. Today is the winter solstice. Under the influence of the northeasterly winds and moisture from a tropical storm, Yushan has gotten its first snow of the year. Snow blankets the weather station and the ground surrounding it. At 8.20 in the morning at Yushan, temperatures hit minus 3.1 degrees as the first snow fell. In the coming week, we will see the effects of two waves of northeasterly winds. The first will mainly be felt today. On Tuesday and Wednesday, the trade winds will weaken somewhat, but from Thursday to Saturday, we'll see them pick up with the arrival of a second wave. The winter chill plus the dictates of tradition had locals braving the rain in the early morning to buy glutinous rice bowls. To prepare for the winter solstice rush, these dessert makers worked late into the night kneading rice flour. Actually, we've been kneading for 24 hours. It's been colder the past couple days. Everybody's been buying them ready to eat. We've been working in two shifts. I was at it until 4 in the morning, until 4 o'clock this morning. Then I was back here at 7 a.m. With delivery apps red hot due to COVID, delivery orders for glutinous rice balls have skyrocketed compared to 2019. Amid the pandemic, everyone has been less eager to go outside if they're cold. So this year, we've been working with several couriers. We've been getting more corporate orders. It's all hands on deck at this dessert shop. With staff dishing up treats round the clock, this shop is eager to make back its losses from the first half of the year. Repurposing used materials into new items could be the next big trend in the hospitality industry. To test out the market potential of an upcycled hotel stay, the Taiwan Design Research Institute and Taipei's Folio Hotel have created two rooms kitted out with recycled materials. From its bedding to the music played inside, these rooms are filled with ingenious products made with discarded materials. The rooms are available for bookings between December 15 and January 15. For Mosa News reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a look. This hotel used to be a 60-year-old dorm. Designers revamped it using recycled materials such as paper pulp and other materials. Look closely around the room and you'll find most things have been made with upcycled materials. For example, the artwork on the wall is made with denim fabric from old jeans. It depicts Taipei landmarks such as Taipei 101, the Miramar Ferris Wheel, and the National Palace Museum. Some of the bedding is also recycled. The cushion covers are made from old bed sheets and cloth towels, while the bed scarf is made entirely of laundry labels. This foldable stool, which can hold up to 300 kilograms, was made with 100% recycled paper. The bathroom is also full of surprises. There are natural and organic-free trade soaps and shampoos from certified green manufacturers, all in biogradable packaging. These are just some of the 13 items incorporating circular economy concepts that the Taiwan Design Research Institute designed for the hotel. For those 13, uh, they are some of them uh, like a recycled glass. So when you, uh, you brush your teeth, uh, the cup is recycled glass. Also, uh, there's a company called Taiwan Power. 
And Taiwan Power Company, they are not only produce power, they recycle their wood, they recycle their metal, and make become the lighting uh, products. So also it's been used in our rooms. In the corner, there's a wooden stereo made out of repurposed wood from a door frame. Even the music itself it's playing is recycled. It's the work of a German composer blending sound samples from around Taiwan, including Taiwanese streets, the Taipei MRT, night markets, and department stores. Uh, we think uh, circular economy and circular design is very important in the future, especially uh, this year, COVID-19. Uh, a lot of people cannot uh, travel abroad. So they stay in Taiwan. So we like to transforming our Taiwan uh, tourism become uh, uh, environmental friendly tourism. The hotel organizes workshops to teach guests how to make bags from old trousers, clothing labels, and items that would otherwise go to waste. They also hold yoga classes at the beach and Da'an Forest Park. Uh, yoga and uh, some workshop uh, using uh, recycled fabric material so you can make your bag by yourself so also you can uh, um, pr purchase something which is uh, help uh, some community so we like to promote more and more um, design uh, related to uh, our uh, travel experience. The designs are aimed at harnessing green energy and cutting down on waste. The Taiwan Design Research Institute says it hopes to incorporate more circular design concepts into the hospitality and tourism industry in the future. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Wu Dongmao in Taipei. Taipei 101 has confirmed that its annual New Year's fireworks show will go ahead as normal to usher in 2021. This year, the theme is Light of Hope Taiwan, and the spectacular show will be in sharp contrast to the celebrations of many other world cities. Sixteen thousand fireworks go off together, accompanied by a light show. This was New Year's at Taipei 101 a year ago. COVID-19 threw a question mark on the show for 2021, but the organizers confirm it's going ahead as usual. The show will unfold to the classic tune, Marching Forward, a courageous, hopeful stance for 2021. Lasting 300 seconds, it will feature 16,000 fireworks, the same as last year, and show off the world's first 360-degree 3D special effects firework wheel, which should be equally spectacular from all directions. A New Year's fireworks show will show the whole world Taiwan and say welcome to Taiwan, the safest travel destination. We have a lot of experience with fireworks at 101. The only thing is, we want everyone to be careful with health measures and safety. Many major New Year's fireworks shows are on hiatus or scaled back this year, with COVID-19 hampering countries in their celebrations. But Taipei 101 will be as big as ever. It will even feature the motto, Taiwan can help, a deft bit of national advertising. Taiwan is known for its subtropical heat for most of the year. That's right, Ying, but right now in the depths of winter, everyone might be feeling rather chilly. If folks at home need some warming, why not turn to traditional hearty Taiwanese food? Much of Taiwan's traditional cuisine is carefully designed to keep the body in balance, even when it's cold outside.
The house signature herb blend is stirred in the pot. This soup simmers for six hours before being served up. This Chinese nutweed chicken soup features black and red dates as well as goji berries and 20 other Chinese medicinal ingredients. Traditional doctors would say it has a warming effect and moistens the lungs during a chilly winter. Chinese knotweed is a very warming herb and is good not just for the hair, but also the liver, kidneys, brain, and other parts of the body. The Chinese knotweed soup stock goes best with a bowl of thin miswa noodles and sesame oil. Its delicious scent draws in lots of hungry customers. Around the winter solstice, warming meals are just the ticket. This restaurant owner is ordering in 30% more stock than usual. This lamb stew is another top winter warmer. The stock is not full of herbs. It's just a simple broiled broth, hearty and refreshing. Wafer-thin slices of lamb are dipped in the stew for a few seconds. The dish is said to be warming, but also calming for anyone suffering from too much fire in their system. The restaurant owner and staff are rushed off their feet getting ready for the day's service to start. They're currently using 40% more lamb than usual. It's winter now, so we basically have 40 to 50% more customers than normal. Right now, you definitely need to book in advance for Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. You can't get a seat on the day, unless you're willing to sit around waiting. Winter warmers are top of the menu at the end of December. Make sure you don't miss out on Taiwan's nourishing winter cuisine. Shinzu has won the praise of Taiwan's tourist industry with a new development. The Smile Coast development features a 17-kilometer cycle path, a remodeling of the harbor, and fun for the whole family. Officials say it will make it much easier for locals and tourists alike to feel connected to the ocean. Rows of concrete fish scales absorb the shock of the waves. This is Shinju's famous fish scale ladder. Enjoy a lovely bike ride down the coast, or take the kids to the playground at Gangnan Yunghe Park. They'll be happy there for hours. They all love it. They can run from one end to the other, playing on each game and then go back and do them all again. And over at that end, there's a bike path where you can cycle. <laughs> A breath of fresh ocean air and a view of the waves. It's even better in this green tunnel or on the crab spotting path. Getting back to nature feels easy. The entire development has won acclaim. Shinchu planned the area to fit the Water Resources Agency's push to upgrade environments across the country as part of the forward-looking infrastructure development program. The 27-kilometer Smile Coast has cost 3.1 billion NT to remodel and lets locals get closer to the water than was possible before. Originally, the seawalls around Nanyao Fish Harbor were very steep. When you went to the coast, you were separated from the water by these big high walls. You couldn't go and see the actual coastal scenery, so this uses scenic and architectural principles like the fish scale ladder to safely protect the coast and allow people to go and get close to the water. Furthermore, we've used existing paths on the 17 kilometers of coastal road that stretch down from Nanyao Fish Market and turn them into a cycle path. Xinchu and the Ministry of Economic Affairs have collaborated on the Smile Coast to make it a place where ecology can thrive and locals and visitors can enjoy the seaside. The development was recognized with the 50 Prix d'Excellence, a prestigious real estate award. 